This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hi folks, welcome to the How You Go Mate podcast. That is my name. This is, I think, episode number 17. Um, of our podcast, so uh, we're pretty proud of it. Uh, we've had incredible reactions so far. I keep saying this every single uh, time we do these introductions, but we've had listens on literally every continent in the world, and we keep getting just the most unusual places to think. We had Mongolia uh, over the last fortnight, which is just incredible to think that somebody in Mongolia is listening to this podcast, but uh, it's uh, really cool uh, to know that uh, this message is having an impact worldwide. Uh, now, of course, this is our second of our international guests. Uh, this podcast is uh, Travis. Uh, Travis is Laura's husband. And Travis's story is uh, a, a very different, I guess, to Laura's um, in so far as that Laura's was a little bit of a lifelong um, sort of uh, experience of anxiety versus... I guess for me, this Travis's story is uh, something that's developed you know, reasonably recently, and of course is a is a is a response to some um, some sort of fairly negative sort of events in his life over the last couple of years. Uh, it's really great to see Travis come over the other side of this. It's great to see that he's got this incredible perspective. Uh, we were really lucky to get a chance to sit down and talk uh, to both Laura and Travis. Uh, but this is yeah, it's a really interesting podcast, and just gives you. Just a, it's like I, I say to a lot of people. Um, the interesting thing about mental health, and particularly uh, when it becomes more serious and, and sort of starts to develop into a mental health condition or a mental illness, is that it it can hit anybody, and 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 it can hit at any time. Um, it's like the, the quote I always say is that you know, it's like they say in the uh, the Joker says the only difference between you and me is a bad day, um, and I guess this is kind of a little bit true for this. Also, one of the recurring themes, and this week in our um, on, on our social media, we've been talking about the idea of uh, feeling the need to succeed and feeling the need to keep up and what success looks like and and I guess the pressure to kind of, um, uh, I don't know, show show success through acquisition, you know, have have stuff, have cars, have houses. Um, it's like Gary Vee says, it's, you know, it's spending money you don't have on stuff you don't need to impress people you don't particularly like. Um, but also this definition of what success is and, and one of the things that Trav talks about in his... Um, and he in in our chat is that that idea of um, fail, he feel like he f- felt like he failed, and I guess um, you know I'm not a psychologist, and, and these these certainly aren't these episodes aren't designed to kind of you know um, psychoanalyze people. But one of the things we do talk about is that that idea of success, and you know because you tried something and you didn't particularly like it, or you weren't particularly good at it, you can't be good at everything. You can't like everything you do. Did you fail? Or did you just do something you didn't really like and you try something else? Um, and it's something worth thinking about. I think it's a, a big pressure that we put on ourselves, that real um, that pressure to succeed and that pressure to be great at everything we do and, and we just can't be. And sometimes it's about finding things we are fantastic at and doubling down on those, <laughs> you know, making those as strong as we can make them. So really interesting chat. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for the international support. We're getting great response all over the world. Um, our number two country in the world is the United States. We're still getting fantastic listens all the way across there. The UK is strong as well. But again, it's wonderful to think that this message is getting out there and, and impacting on people worldwide. So enjoy this fantastic uh, episode with Travis. Uh, it's, it's our regular one. We're going to be doing another catch-up episode next week. Uh, but in the meantime, we just get to ask Travis this question and we get to sit down and listen to this fantastic Kentucky accent and again thank you so much to everyone in Kentucky all of the uh, the extended uh, family and friends of Trav and Laura that listen to our, our podcast and and uh, hopefully get something out of it enjoy and uh, 
There's just nothing else to do but ask the the question. Oh, Travis, the the second of our Louisville Kentuckians. How are you going, mate? I am going well. Is that oh. an appropriate way to answer that question? It, it, the, answer it however you go, like. Going well. Doing well. Um, wrapping up almost <coughs> three weeks here in Australia. Three uh, weeks? Just just under. Um, so we're headed back tomorrow morning. If you had to pick a highlight, what's the, the besides this, obviously? Yeah. What's oh, the, well, yeah. Um, That's why I saved this for last. The second. The second highlight. Uh, hard to to really pick but just there were so many family and friends here so getting to catch up with so many people yeah um it was the people you know there's you know we did the great barrier reef we did some back roads we saw cane toad races which was hilariously (laughs) awesome um so that was that was probably my silly highlight and i think uh my wife would probably laura probably agree um, but other than that, it was just the family and friends. Paint, is that the one where they paint the back of, or they paint a number on the back of it? Well, they put little like rubber bands on them, ah. so you knew who was what, and then they auctioned them off. Yep. So they would, you know, it's like a, I'm gonna get ten dollars, ten, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, and they, I was gonna buy one, but like the cheapest ones were like fifty dollars a race. Ah. But it went to their uh, Surf Lifers Lifesavers Club. Yep. Um, and they said they'd raised over a million dollars in forty years wow. by doing it. Wow. Yeah. So, and I figured they made at least five hundred dollars on Wednesday night. Yep. randomly so it was a that was very amusing as far as just complete silliness so. cane toad races yeah. uh i think i prefer that americans see us as you know the prawn eating kangaroo loving the <laughs> <laughs> country that we're not really yeah. well that, everyone else was that the, the cane toad races was specific to uh magnetic island so we'll okay we'll maybe it's just that 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 cut of those people there but still queenslanders the, the, the bus <laughs> the bus driver dropped us off and he's like better than the kentucky derby and i didn't get out fast enough that i'm like we live like five minutes from the track where they do the Kentucky Derby. And I was, so, so I tried to catch that bus driver another time, but I, I didn't meet him again. So I was kind of bummed. Kentucky Derby is one of the, uh, like the, the, if you're a sports buff like me, it's mm-hmm. one of the, I think, bucket list things. You know what I mean? Like uh, game at Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, game at Dallas, the Cowboys Stadium, Kentucky Derby, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a spectacle for sure. Yeah. Um, the race itself is two minutes, so a lot of Same pomp. Same Cup. Yeah, a lot of pomp and circumstance for uh, two minutes of horses going in a circle. Yeah. Um, so the toad races at least lasted longer. Yeah, so yeah. they had that going for them. Mate, I, I, I've said this a number of times, and, uh, and sometimes my wife says, mate, you talk about this too much, stop talking about it all the time. But I, I genuinely, and I said this to you off air, I genuinely love the idea that we are big in louisville kentucky like it just blew my mind and, it, and it's my my first awareness of it i sort of started to see um like louisville kentucky why does that keep coming up that's really strange um and my first awareness of it was when eliza sends me a message and uh, eliza was on the the third podcast that mm-hmm. we did or fourth podcast that we did and eliza sends and is a mutual friend of ours as most people may have figured out within during this conversation but she sends me a message and says look um, I got this message from my friend Laura, and she sent me this message basically saying, like, you know, um, sometimes when I'm down, it helps me to hear your voice, and it's really great now I can listen to your voice. And I went, oh, okay, that, so that explains it. That explains why I'm getting all of a sudden getting these listens in Louisville, Kentucky. But as I said, the off-air, we, I get such a thrill out of the fact that, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, and, and, and Indiana, and, you know, Tennessee, and Texas, and... Mm-hmm. Florida and all these places, Brooklyn, New York, all these places that you know we've grown up kind of hearing about. Now there are people sitting there in these places, listening to what we're saying. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the thing I think uh, is so great about this podcast, particularly, is that Laura and I both listen to it um, kind of independently of each other, and then yeah. we'll come back sometimes and talk about it. And be like, "Oh, did you listen to that episode yet?" And you're like, "No, I haven't. Don't spoil it for me." So it's like <laughs> it's like a Netflix show, you know. And, <laughs> And I think a lot of couples watch, they have their show that they watch together and maybe, you know, maybe one person's into it more than the other person and they kind of, oh, well, I'll watch it with her because she really likes it, but it's not really my show. Uh, This is genuinely like we both independently listen to it at whatever. I usually do it when I'm walking the dog. I think sometimes she listens to it at the gym um, or, you know, a road trip or whatever, but then to come back to it and talk about it later and uh I've never thought of it as a netflix I never thought, it, it really kind of yeah <laughs> i haven't binged them yet but yeah uh, you know at some point i'll be on a really you know i've got a 15 hour flight tomorrow maybe i can uh, Mate, just... even though i haven't binged them <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting actually um there's sometimes I, I i often sort of listen to the raw recording just to make sure that it's okay and sounds good mm-hmm. um sometimes i have to listen to episodes because I usually know through the episode that I've got to take parts out, so I've got to listen. Right. Um, but there's been a couple where I've kind of put them up and then just not kind of listen or listen to a half an hour. 
yeah, it sounds okay, it's good, it's good what I remember it being, and then I haven't listened to the end of it. So there are, there are potentially people out there that listen to it more than even I do. Uh, yeah, I would say, I, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of neat how we came about it, because we knew Eliza and Craig, um, yeah. and at the time we started listening to it, they'd both done their episode. Yep. Um, and I'd kind of missed it. I think Laura had seen it on Facebook, and I hadn't quite. And so she had, I think, had intentions of listening to it, but hadn't gotten around yeah. to it. And then I'm in between jobs right now, so I had a little more time. So I listened to Craig's first. Sorry, Eliza. Uh, but Craig's was about sports. So I was like, oh, yeah. it'll probably relate to me a little bit more. So I listened to Craig's first. And then I actually was like hooked. And I went back and listened from the start. So I went yeah. back to your first one. Yeah. And that's when I came home and I was like, Laura, like, listen to this. And the story about how you started it yeah. and everything, it just really connected to me. And then, um, you know, so it's been nice to... It's It really is kind of like a TV show for us. We don't actually... I don't think we actually have a show that we're both like... Hey, let's sit down and watch this show every yeah. week. Like we just don't. We, that's just not us. Yeah. Um, but this podcast actually is. So it's uh, it, and it's created a lot of great discussions. Um, you know, I know I, I hadn't told you this, but you know, like I usually listen when I'm giving the dog a walk, and I'll find myself thinking about what I would say if I was sitting here in the conversation. <laughs> so I'm having like a mental health discussion yeah, yeah, with yeah. you and your guest while I'm walking through Old Louisville. With my dog, you know, and if someone saw me, they probably think I'm. Absolutely, I do the same. They, thing they might though. think I'm crazy, but uh, you know, that's just <laughs> par for the course in our neighborhood. So, uh, but yeah, like that's just I, I feel like I'm part of the discussion um, while I listen to him. So then when I go home, I'm usually like, "Have you listened to it yet?" Because I gotta, I gotta. There's one part about this I want you to talk about. I, I do the same thing. I actually, I physically, and sometimes I will. Um, again, if I'm out walking, I will pause the podcast. <laughs> I too. So I can say what I want to say, yeah. and then restart it again. Is how I was part of the conversation. Yeah, I've, I've 100 paused it before. Yeah. Be like, I really want to make a note of that in my head, or like type a note out on the phone. Be like, I want to make yeah. sure I touch that, or I'll look at the time. So yeah. I'll be like, oh, that was you know 26 minutes in. So later on, when I talk to Laura about this, I'm like, we need to go back to the minute of 26, and yeah. I'll remember what that was about. And I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, Adam yeah. said this, and this is what I want to talk to you about. So. Yeah, that's 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 cool. That's cool. That's it's. The, the funny thing about it is the different sort of um, elements come out of how people listen or why people listen or what mm-hmm. reactions. First time anyone's ever said that to me, so it's really awesome. Oh, yeah, good, good, good stuff. So there's, I always say there's two basic questions I ask, um, or three, if you mm-hmm. include how you go, mate. And, and how, you get, how, how you answer how you go, mate, is however you want to answer it. And as well, I think we touched about this off air, you know, it's, and Laura and I spoke about this in the last podcast. Um, it's a social convention. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Yep, cool. Um, or it is, how you going, mate? I'm worried about you. How you going, mate? There's more to this conversation. Right. But the other two questions are, uh, well, the first one is, what does mental health mean to you? So, what I, as listen to the show, and you yeah. know that you ask everyone, I've thought about that more and more and try to figure out what it actually means to me. And I think the best way I could come up to it, come up with it is, mental health means to me, when, when my mental health is good, I treat myself with the same level of respect I would treat other people. Right. So generally speaking, like I'm ne- I, I try to not be a jerk. You know, I mean, yeah. all of us can get set off by some bad interaction. But for the most part, like, I am nice to people. Yeah. Right. So I would never, like, if, if you were out walking, I'd never be like, oh, that shirt's stupid. I, you know, <laughs> like, whatever. You don't look good today. But I would say that to myself and internally. Right. Yeah. Um, so when my mental health is bad, I'm very <laughs> hard on myself. Yep. Um, I'm not kind to myself and I would say things to myself that I would never say to any other human being. Yeah. yeah. But when mental health is good, I treat myself with the same level of respect that I do that I grant other people. Okay. So yeah. Um, if things are good, I'm, I'm nice to myself. If things are bad, I'm not. And, uh, that's a really, that's actually a really interesting take on it. I've never really considered it that way, but it's actually, yeah, I I can actually hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Laura told me and I, and I, Happy with myself, like I, I thought I came up that independently. Like, oh, I had this great, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> I have this great yeah, insight yeah. into the emotional condition of humans. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Uh, but Loris told me that she'd heard someone say, you know, talk to yourself like you would a child. You know, so like yeah. you wouldn't. Uh, hopefully, you wouldn't be a jerk to it. Like, if a kid drew a drawing, you're gonna be like, that's terrible. Yeah. That looks stupid. Why did he draw you that? You, you, know, you think that's a horse that that looks like a frog? That's awful. <laughs> you know. Uh, but you you know, when a kid draws something, you know. Uh, Oh, that's beautiful. Look at those colors. That's great. You did a good job. Yeah. You know, good good on you. And, you know, when I'm feeling good about myself, that's how I talk to myself. Yeah. And when my mental health is bad, I am, you know, nothing I can do is right. Um, you know, I don't look good today. My breath's bad. You know, like yeah. just everything is bad. Yeah, every and, shirt you put on doesn't fit properly. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this, this sleeve is slightly too high. And then they're going to see this pale spot on my arm. And, yeah. you know, um, 
So yeah, that's to me. And it's just treating myself with the same level of respect that I would treat other people. That's a that's a, that's a, I, I really like that. I'm, that's really interesting. I think there's a meme in that. I think we're going to turn that into something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then often the stuff that you hear on here becomes sort of inspiration for what goes on to some of the stuff on the the Facebook and the Instagram feeds. Um, you, we talked off air, and you can tell me as much or as little as you want about this. You, you talked about last year being a rough year. Yeah. Give me, give me as much as you want. What, yeah. what, what made it rough? Well, it's, uh, so I, I feel like I've had to tell the story so many times, but I've never told it to you, and you don't know what I've been doing for the last year because no we, we just, just met this morning. Yeah. So um, I started a business last uh, October of 2018. Hmm. So now it's two years ago, but um, I tried really hard to get this business going. Like I spent a, every bit of a year working on opening this business and then actually opened it. And it was kind of like a Jurassic Park situation. Like, I tried so hard to see if I could. I never thought to think, should I do it? Um, and so then <laughs> I, get this, I get this business open, and I'm doing it for a few months, and I'm miserable. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. Um, I realized I opened it October 1st, and I, I don't really probably need to elaborate on what it is. Everyone that knows me will know what it is because it's, it's a, public, um, a public business, kind of like a franchise situation. Mm. So, um, you know, I had to be really public about it. All my friends and family, I'm like, hey, you know, business is launching. Yep. Let me help you out, you know, um, this and that. And then it was three months in, and I came home one day, and Laura's like, have you enjoyed any of it? And I realized I had not had a single day where I came home where I was happy. Yeah. So I threw myself so hard into this thing and then realized I hated it. And so then at this point, I've, I've quit a job that I'd been at for 11 years before that that I wasn't in love with, but, you know, company car, good benefits, mm. 401K, all that, you know, I was developing some good time off, mm. um, which is, you know, Harder to come by in the States than here. Hmm. So I had a, a really solid, good thing going. Tried really hard to do something else and then realized I hated it. So now I've basically kind of thrown away two careers. Yeah. Um, and so as far as closing the business went, I had a one-year contract. So you know, I, when I finally decided I'm, this isn't for me, I want to quit, um, I went to the company and told them, like, I don't, I, this isn't for me. After, you know, I'll honor my one-year contract if you guys want me to because I've got a lease signed. I've got employees. Mm. I have three people working for me. Um, you know, I had a, I, a lot of things going on, a lot mm. invested in it. And uh, so when I realized I didn't want to do it, I, I was scared. I was like, I might go tell them. And they say, cool, your systems are shut off. Get out. You've And then I'm a whole other, you know, mm. world of problems. Um, but they thought about it and they said, you know, we'll honor our one-year contract if you honor your one-year contract. So, ah, sense of relief, right? I'm like, all right, at least there's a, a, a tunnel at the end here, a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Um, the problem was I still had like seven months left yeah. of something that I hated. Yeah. And I couldn't tell my customer base that I was going to be leaving because it just, like, contractually, it was just kind of one of those weird things. Yeah. So I had to keep going every day to a, what was essentially a, a, a big personal failure. Hmm. Um, and then I told my employees, so... Um, one of them had just had left to go do something else. Another guy was moving home with his fiance. Um, another guy just said, you know, hey, I'll, I'll help you out for a little bit, but I'm going to try to find the next gig because, you know. I, I need a job. Yeah, I need a job. And, I, and as much as I trust you, like, what if you just decide to not come in one day, then I'm screwed. So I uh, got really lucky that one of our friends um, was looking for work at the time. So she came and worked with us and, like, literally kept me sane. Mm. You know, I, I told her, I was like, I need you here to just keep me sane you know, a couple hours a day, I can maybe leave and go to the gym or go get something to eat. Just walk away from the, the office for a little bit. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it was uh, several months of driving to this place with dread every morning of, you know, a little bit of embarrassment that it failed mm. and I couldn't tell anyone. So there was some shame. Um, there was holding it in. Mm. Um, and then, like, my, my whole life had changed. All my routines from before had, had been gone. Like, I lost them because then I felt like I had to be there, mm. you know, from open to close every day because I was the only one that was licensed. And it was so, um, yeah, it was really, really... And, and I didn't realize the emotional toll as it was happening, yeah. was, which the uh, um, the sad thing was that I just I didn't see what it was doing to myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, to be quite honest, like, I don't think I'd ever been depressed before in my life. Yeah. And I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was scary because I didn't, I, I couldn't recognize it, right? Yeah. Like, I knew I hated the job. And it's easy to go, oh, I hate my job. But there was so much more to it than just, oh, I'm going to a job that I hate and then I can come yeah, home. Yeah. There was, you know, all the emotional stuff that, that went along with it. And then the impending, this is going to end. 
So forget about what's next because I haven't figured that out, which is okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even worried about that part. I was just, I just got to drag myself across this finish line and then explain to everyone why the business failed and I hated it. And and then you get, it's it's interesting. You know, I'm, look, I'm not a psychologist, and this yeah. isn't about sort of you know trying to figure out and untie all of your knots. <laughs> We're not going to do that. But you keep using that word fail. Mm-hmm. Right? Your business failed. Like, what standard are you judging that against? Um, yeah, and I, and the nice of you to say, I had a friend that was like, hey man, you're not a failure. And I'm like, yeah, but I opened a business and closed it when, with, in a 13 month period, like, yeah, maybe failure is a harsh word, but like that business was, you know, if you open a business and you close it, it wasn't like I did 25 years and they gave me a gold watch and I'm like, you know, I retired. Like I had planned that business as, you know. I will do this until I retire. Yeah. Right? That was my goal. I was like, oh, if I start this thing at 36 years old, yeah. you know, put X amount of years into it, you know, retire, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And um, so it was, I guess the, the standards <coughs> of failure were just that it wasn't yeah. what I thought I was going to do with it, you know? Because yeah. like, it's, it's an interesting, um, there's the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. I've got, and I brought that with us on the trip, but didn't get to, get to read it, actually. There's a, you'll, you'll see the story in there. There's a, a, now, he kind of pretends, he makes the listen, the reader not know who it is, but uh, the, the metal band Megadeth, mm-hmm. Dave Mustaine, right? So the story goes, Dave Mustaine was, a, um, was an original founding member of the band Metallica, right? Right. Now, Mustaine was kicked out of Metallica very early in the piece. And still went on to have what would most people would regard pretty successful career. Didn't they leave him on the side of the road, or is that someone like? Oh, you know they, what? That might have even been the case. They apparently really disliked. Yeah, him. it was a it was a rough break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so Mustaine's gone on and sold you know fifty million albums worldwide. He's toured for years. Megadeth is considered to be one of the the most influential metal bands of all time. At least it's mm-hmm. the one of the what they call the big four. You know, Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth. Um, had this really successful career, but Metallica is Metallica. <laughs> They've sold 200 million albums. Those guys have made 10 times the money. And it's that interesting question of, well, well what's the definition of success there? Most people would kill to be even Dave Mustaine. Oh, for sure. Um, are you disappointed because you're not James Hetfield from Metallica? Or are you happy to be Dave Mustaine? Like, it's that, like, like to me, it's that, um, you know, the footy player that plays first grade NRL but never wins a premiership right. was, he, was he a was he a failure? Mm, no, he's less than one percent of the population gets to play top line elite sport. So he's done something that I would never do. You would never possibly do. Right? Um, Think that ship sailed. <laughs> but did he? Did he? Did he fail? Well, you know, he didn't win a premiership. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't, it's that, that, just that yeah. interesting definition of what success failure is. You know, I've, I've Definitely got to a point where I don't consider myself a failure. You know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not mad at Travis for yeah. this thing not working out. I, and oddly enough, when I decided to quit, yeah. um, some of the people I talked to about it that, you know, were in a similar situation were like, oh, I'm so jealous that you made that decision. Yeah, yeah. Because there was other people that did the same thing I did. They're like, oh, I, this isn't for me. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. And, and just other friends that have totally different businesses, they're like, you know, good for you. You started, yeah. you tried something, realized it wasn't for you, and then had the, Got out. The goal to to say, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm going to go do something else. And that's the way I look at it too. And, and, and so personally, I'm I'm feeling that way, and I'm feeling okay by myself. Um, but the uh, the definition of the business itself was a failure, I, I, and I don't I don't feel bad saying that because that yeah. that business, yeah, it was. Um, I'll, I'll say it this way: like the analogy I kind of used was that I felt like it was a a, a wedding and a divorce, like in one year. <laughs> and I got lucky; like we didn't have kids, we didn't buy any property together. Yeah, yeah. Like I got out of the lease. Um, a, a nice guy took over the business for me. He bought all the office furniture. It, you know, nice. it, they were super happy. It was a smooth transition. You know, so like I didn't take a total beating on it. Um, as far as ending, it was like the most, it was, it was an amicable di- divorce, you know, like, yeah. I don't love you. I don't love you. Let's shake hands and walk away. Um, so it was like the best failure in the history of failures. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Can I put that on my resume? <laughs> I failed, but I failed really well. <laughs> it was, it was a, a glorious, you know, explosion of failure. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm okay with myself and my decision and I feel good about it. Yeah. Um, but the business I would say was a failure. And then. The hard part, like I said, was just the emotional toll that yeah, it yeah. took on myself, and and God knows what it took out on my friends and my my wife for sure. Yeah, um, really put her through the ringer, um, and she was fantastic through all of it, and really patient with me. But um, yeah, it was just you know, 
like I was saying, I, I, I did want to talk to you about this. Like, um, I didn't realize I was depressed. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I don't know how many other people maybe have that problem. I, I think a lot. And, and you know, at one point I remember a friend came over. Um, it was like a Saturday night. You know, we were having some drinks and dinner or whatever. And I just was in a terrible mood, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I'm worried about you. And I said, ah, well, yeah, you should be. I'm depressed. Yeah. And I just said it like just, just threw it out there, you know, like, yeah. like you, just something you just say, you know. Yeah. And then I never went back to it until much, much later. And then I was like, yeah. oh, shit, I told, I said the words, I'm depressed, yeah. to a friend in a moment of depression, and then just went to sleep and got up the next day and thought, like... Neither of us did anything about it. Yeah, and, and he was, you know, he was like, hey, I'm there for you if you need anything. Like, it wasn't that, yeah. you know, yeah. um, it just, I, I wasn't receptive, you know. Oh, he, he, I, okay, then, um, oh, oh, have another beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go back downstairs, and, uh, you know, it wasn't like that. He was, he was great about it, you know, I'm worried for you and everything. Um, but I, I couldn't see it in myself, yeah. so, you know, no one can really, it's, it's really hard to help someone that can't see it themselves, you we, know. We talk a lot, and I feel like, I feel like America, we sort of touched on this um, earlier and, and off, off air as well, Americans and Australians are so close, closely linked culturally, I think, mm-hmm. uh, particularly now and, and over the last sort of 30, 50 years or so. Y'all just have way better slang. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, for better, sure. Yeah, better medical system as well, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> Less guns. But that's a whole other argument. Um, and kangaroos. <laughs> um, but the, culturally, I think there's a very similar approach in this in that you know, you're supposed to be a certain type of man. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be resilient. You're not supposed to show weakness, which are, are all really nice qualities. They are actually qualities that are quite good. Um, but... And, and we were even just talking about this at the start where you sort of said, look, I might, might cry to, through this podcast. And I went, that's fine. Yeah. Um, whereas as an Australian man, culturally, no, man, that's not cool. Yeah. We're not supposed to do that. And, you know, I've heard you talk about it and it's just now kind of becoming a thing back home too where it's more okay. You know, everyone has said for a while, like, oh, it's okay. Real men cry. Yeah, yeah. But like you didn't see people doing it. You know, you didn't like hug your buddy and just cry it out. Yeah. And that's starting to become more of a thing i was super impressed on our flight over um we were on Qantas flight and they had commercials for beyond blue yeah and a really touching commercial um like just kind of painting the picture uh the, the guy was sitting in this office and he's rubbing his fists together and he's tapping his legs and he's looking at the clock and he's got a nervous sweat mm. and his it's his voice saying like oh you're terrible you're the worst yeah, you don't yeah, know what you're yeah. doing you're a failure everyone hates you um you're just <coughs> you're you're awful you're awful and you think it's his boss chewing him out and then this lady walks in. She's like, oh, you know, so sorry. I held you up. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this next project because you were so great on the last one. Mm. So this guy's anxiety was just tearing him up inside. That he's that The voice was himself, like yelling at himself as a, as a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. And then it was nothing because his boss walks in and actually wanted his help. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was like, man, that, that hit home. Like yeah. that anxiety that that guy felt. And then I was like, it's a commercial for Beyond Blue, which I, I know we have back home we have suicide hotlines and things yeah. like that and and uh, quite honestly i've never looked into if we have a, a, an equivalent of beyond blue yeah. you know i'm sure we do yeah um but i've never well, seen a tv commercial and we've for got it. A, we've got a, a, quite a few of them actually beyond blue um lifeline um black Do- the black dog institute mm-hmm. so there's a stack yeah and, and and we may very well have them at home yeah but uh, you know and it may just be that i was a captive audience on a plane and i was <laughs> trying to watch the videos and so i was getting this one minute commercial every time but um, I, I don't see that many ads for it. And I've seen a lot of billboards driving around, you know, like uh, yeah. when we've been traveling around here that just, hey, if you need help, it's there, here's places to ask and talk to. And, and Look, I reckon I'm the, glad that it's... I reckon the numbers are the same in the States. I, I don't know. I sort of didn't do the research. I think, well, obviously, proportionally, they're, they're higher. But, um, you know, here in, here in Australia, there are more people that die from suicide than die in car accidents. Yeah, you know, and speaking of ads, you know, and I always say to people, you know, there's fairly regularly there's ads for you know drive safer, and in Australia, quite confrontational ads, mm-hmm. quite jarring ads in terms of you know road safety. Um, you'll very rarely see a similar ad for mental health or suicide. So this phenomenon that you speak about is is probably reasonably recent. Not oh, good. Like it's not not something I um, would want to say to you. Probably in the last few years, yeah, that's ha- started to happen where, and they're still not jarring this you know they're quite nice and and quite you know light but they're still there saying mental health is an issue suicide's an issue yeah let us help you do something about it it's nice to see um you know we were also talking off air just about being emotional people we're we're humans you know we're we're emotional animals like that's just just happens and 
I blame our shared British ancestors with their lack of emotion of, you know, like... <laughs> Stiff upper lip. Drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about things. Um, but, you know, so much of us hold back just general emotions, yeah, you know? Yeah, like yeah. And like you, you said, you know, like you, you wouldn't hold back a laugh. Yeah. You know? Something's funny, you laugh at it. Yeah. So, like, why are we holding back crying? Why are we holding back... I guess just it's, it's uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Nathan talked to you a lot on that podcast, just yep. being un- being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable is, is yeah. a hard thing, so... And I, the the New Year's podcast we talked about, and, um, and, I, and I can't talk enough about the difference in him um, emotionally mm-hmm. um, and just how much he's changed. And it's it's just incredible to watch. Like, it's proven to me and convinced me that, that you know, redemption and change like that is really possible, you know. Um, he's just such a different person. And, and the level of insight he has and the emotional connection he has is amazing, you there, know. There's a level of zen... That, yeah. I, that I noticed with, and I've never met him. I've just heard him on a few, yeah. few episodes uh, talking to you. But uh, maybe it's me projecting. But I've got some family members and some friends, and I'm like, damn, I want to be zen like that. <laughs> like that guy just seems to be like yeah. even kill, you know. And, and maybe they go home and they scream into a pillow, or yeah, you know, yeah. I think he does. yell at the dog. Or, yeah, I'm sure we all. They're still an emotional person, but yeah. um, you know, I just I see those guys. I'm like, God, I want to get to that level of just comfort. You know? But he, he talked about that. He said um, when he looked for a sponsor in his um with his AA stuff that he found the guy that he wanted to be like they said look for something yeah. that someone that has something you have yeah, he's like you going to the high school dance trying yeah. to you know, yeah. get the pretty girl or whatever <laughs> can you be my sponsor please yeah. so you get to a point where you go to yourself look I, I think I'm dealing with depression here mm-hmm. what what does the start of that journey look like what do you do to start dealing with that what did you do to start dealing with that the first was just figuring it out yeah, yeah. Um, admitting it yeah, and and on, like not that I was ashamed of it. As soon as I figured it out, I was like, "Ah, huh, oh, that's what depression is." Yeah, and I and there were so many warning signs, right? So like, um, the Super Bowl back home is obviously like the biggest party day. We love the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, last time I was in Australia, I uh, flew out on a Sunday, landed for Super Bowl Monday, yeah. and went straight to a pub in Brisbane and watched the Super Bowl at like ten a.m. Yeah, so that's a. Uh, one of my very party. earliest memories with uh, my younger daughter that you met today was holding her in my arms, and I think it was. The Seahawks, Seahawks and the Patriots back in 2014 watching them play the Super Bowl. Yeah. and uh, so, so the Super Bowl, it's, it's a big party day, yeah. right? And so this year, so this would have been about, you know early February. So after I, I think, decided I was going to quit but maybe hadn't admitted it or whatever, yeah. um, I had four different Super Bowl parties I was invited to, and I didn't go to any of them. Couldn't bring myself to get out of the house. Like isolation. I, yep. Yeah, and I and I, I didn't I didn't think about that. I was just like, oh, I, I couldn't decide. You know, I didn't want to have to talk about the job that I hated. You know, I was like, everyone, and then I was, everyone's like, going to well, ask me. I, I don't like, want to have to fake it. Yeah, I was like, well, then do I split time to four parties? And I'm like, well, I don't want to drive to one and then have a beer and then drive to the second and then be like, well, I can't have another beer, so I should be. So I, I just stayed home. Yeah. I stayed home and did nothing. Yeah. Um, there was one Saturday, and this was obvious to me. You know, this is pretty pretty obvious. It was depression, but there was one Saturday like. I think all my friends were down the street hanging out, and my wife was down, Laura was down the street hanging out, and uh, I just went and got in bed, and I didn't take a nap. I wasn't sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> just closed the blinds, and I was like, I'm just going to lay in bed for a little bit and do nothing, yeah. um, which is probably a pretty good sign that there was some depression on the way. It's on the list. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty high. And, you know, um, there was some other subtle stuff. Uh, I realized, like I told Laura, I, was like, I realized later on I didn't make eye contact with people as much yeah. as I used to. Like I used to be really engaging with anyone I was talking to yeah. and excited to talk to them, but like, I just wouldn't look people in the eyes. Like, even little, you know, a cashier at a convenience store, yeah, you know, yeah. I just put my money on the counter, slide it across, look down, and not, not make the eye contact. So, there was all these little things um, besides, like, the big things of, like, the big th- ones where I guess I would, I would overreact. To, like, everything was, everything was going wrong, right? So, yeah. like, the car didn't start one day. So, I'm like, my car's broke down. I'm going to have to get a loan. I don't have a car. You know, this everything's terrible. Catastrophizing it, everything. It was a dead battery. Yeah. $100. I went and bought it and came home and, like, installed it, you know, with some help. And then we're like, yeah, yeah cool. Car works yeah. just fine. Yeah. Um, so every – and there were some more ridiculous, you know, moments. But all those things adding up, I still really kind of wasn't seeing it. And I, I think luckily for me – so I signed – I started the business on October 1st. So there was a hard definite date, right, yeah. October 1st, 2018. Um, I closed it October 31st, 2019, but I think it was probably around September, October that I was sitting at home realizing I was in a bad mood, that I was, you know, short with Laura, I wasn't being social, and I was like, oh shit, it's almost been a year. Mm. And then when she, she wasn't around, and then like later on that day, I, I talked to her and I said, 
have I been like this for a year? And she's like, yeah, kind of. Man, that was like, you know, I just turned 37. I'd love to have another 37 years of life, but God forbid I waste another one in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and, And like, so, so actually admitting it, figuring out what it was. And I, like I said, it was really just a calendar thing was the main reason that I was like, oh shit, I've been in a bad mood for almost a whole year. Mm. Um, and I was like, I have to stop this. It's not fair to her. You know, we'd only been married. We've only been married for a little over two years. Yeah. So it was like half of our marriage. I've been you know, some level of depressed that I couldn't dig out of, yeah. uh, which I felt terrible about that, which, you know, let's throw some fuel on that fire and, yeah. and just make you feel worse. Um, but she was again, like super supportive about it. Um, and yeah, so it was really just realizing how long it'd been. And then I was like, yeah, I, I hate the, the analogy of like, just pull myself up by my bootstraps. But I'm like, I got to figure yeah. something out. Like yeah. I got to start climbing out of this because I can't, I don't want to come to and it be October 1st, 2020. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh shit, it's been two years, you know? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So we, we, um, we use the analogy that sometimes people say insultingly about depression and anxiety that it's all in your head mm-hmm. but it is in fact all in your head <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> it's that, just not really easy to kind of get it out you've got to yeah that's the scary thing it's all in your head and then you know uh, you see people that start having back aches and other ailments that yeah. are brought on by it being in their head well um, the stress chemicals man all that stuff that gets into your system yeah we also, Laura and I in the last podcast talked about the differences in our system. So the thing I always say to people is, you know, look, I'm not here to fix you. And, and no, none of your friends are there to fix you. But if you feel like you're at this point, and uh, Nath sort of spoke, touched on this a little bit. Um, Michael talked about it in his podcast, which is, you know, go talk to your doctor. Go talk to your GP. Mm. Go have that conversation. This is where I'm at. And, and our system in Australia says... Um, You'll get a mental health plan. You'll get subsidised counselling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Laura was saying that that's different. There's a different system over there, that, and and I I partly yeah. know the system in the sense of medical insurance and you just know that know, it's a complicated system and you don't have yeah. universal health care right, like right. we have and all that sort of stuff. Which I'll never get you guys when you know someone's trying to say, hey, let's put in free health care, and the whole country's going, no, no. It's like what really? Anyway, yeah, another start, another discussion. That'd be a whole different podcast. If you um, but but is that what, what was that for you? Was that a trip to the doctor? Was that is medication being part of your thing? Counseling being part of your thing, or is it? You know, uh, I think I'm going to get to that point where yeah. I'll start trying to figure out some counseling. Um, just because uh, one thing about never having had a mental health issue yeah. before, I took it for granted. Yeah, you know, it's, it was just like. Hey, my mind's healthy. My body's healthy. That's probably why I didn't identify it, right? Yeah. So, like, if I step on a scale and I gain five pounds, you know, I'm like, okay, I should probably, like, get back to, you know, eating better or working out. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, my pants are too tight. These pants fit me last summer. Yeah. Something's going on here. Or my knee's sore. You know, yeah. like, I put some ice on it. You know, rested. Th- those are easily identifiable, whereas the mental health thing was much, yeah. much harder to identify. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't identify it for so long. And so just now kind of starting to dig myself out, but I, I hadn't really looked into yeah, anything yeah. else other than um, just working on it myself first. You know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, let me, let me try these small remedies that I can do myself first. Let me try and understand it. And, and get it figured out and then see where I want to go from there. Yeah. Um, I know um, I, she probably mentioned, Laura might have mentioned that she does some counseling. Um, but the place that she goes to, I did the math on it. So for both of us to go... Once a week right. for a year yeah. would be like eight thousand yeah, dollars yeah, out yeah. of pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely some other options as far as you know. If I, I, hey, our health here is not great, but yeah. I probably could find some versions where there's some things that are covered, yeah. um, some counseling. It just I just hadn't dug into it far enough. You, you may find though. So I always I talk about I, I so I've jokingly in the past, and I think I might have mentioned this in the introduction um, podcast where. I've jokingly said that I'm a lightweight in the mental health world. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, the medication I took worked the first time. And yeah. the counsellor that I met, and I said this to, to Laura in the last podcast, I loved him. I wanted to be his mate. Yeah. And I'm dis- and I recognise the relationship we have. I'm disappointed that I met <laughs> him the way I met him. Because <laughs> I'd love to hang out yeah. with that guy. He'd be awesome to hang out with. He was really fun. And so, but... I found a good counsellor the first go, and I found the right medication the first go. Um, and I've, I've often, I think I've, I think I've actually minimised it. So mm. I've often said, oh, you know, I, I'm a bit of a lightweight. I was never hospitalised. I was never, you know, hospitalised against my will. I was never electroshocked or anything like that. 
but the process took like three, four years for me. Yeah. All right. And for me also, I, I'm starting to understand and, and through this process that I, I was probably actually depressed 20 years ago. Yeah. Just didn't know it. Um, and I didn't understand it. And then I had this major, you know, divorce, traumatic life event that kind of just went, sent me into this downward just spiral. Just off. And- but my counselling when I did it, it was less than six months worth. Yeah. Because for me it was, okay, I just need to kind of process what I'm going through, get some of the tools that I need. So even just that simple idea of self-talk, you know. Right. Um, I, I was a failure. No, you tried something that didn't work. Didn't work, you got out of it. Yeah, that's not necessarily. That defined me for my whole life. Is yeah, just, yeah, you know, one year. Yeah, you just you just kind of tried something that didn't work out. Like I did martial arts. Realized six months in that I I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, I was like locked in for twelve months. So I did the next six months, and then on the last day of my twelve month contract, went to the the instructor and said, "Look, love the school, love you guys. Just not my heart's not in it. Not coming back next week. Yeah, no problem at all." Um, so it's that it's that kind of thing where it's like. I don't know, explore it. Yeah. It might not be that you sit there. It might be that you go for six months and the, the counsellor goes, yeah, you, you, we've, we've dealt with what you need to deal yeah. with. Yeah, I think, I think there's probably some, some deeper... Some, I'll dive deeper into it at some point probably. Um, but for now, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm trying the small things and yeah. seeing where I'm at, you know, testing so, things. That seems- so what else do you do to manage your mental health? What's your, what's your, what's your little regime? <sighs> well, one of the first things I did is... Uh, I went and got some books from the library. Yeah, yeah. I love going to the public library. It's like my favorite. It's free. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's locations all over and they're yep. open all the time. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I'm really selling the library. But yeah, I, I went and found some books on mental health. Um, yeah. One was just called The Science of Being Happy, I believe was the title. Yeah. yeah. And so like I'm, Laura and I are both kind of analytical people, you know, so like just reading some of the science behind how my brain works, yep. you know, um, and it was written by a, a guy that's like a lifelong therapist who suffers from depression himself and figured yep. himself out. So just reading some of that to identify things. Yep. Um, and so trying to rewire my brain, right? I know, I know you've talked about it before, like the, the pathways that your brain yep. goes down. So um, just being more mindful and appreciative of stuff and starting to think in a positive yeah. way. And, and I think, honestly, if, I, if I'm being truly honest, it was probably, you know, I think when I finally got to close the doors of the business, October yep. 31st, I was like, <sighs> okay, now I can start working on me. Um, and so like, and it hasn't always been smooth, you know, yeah. um, yeah. November was probably a little rocky, but it's getting better and I can feel myself feeling better by yeah. having good days consecutively. Right. Yeah. Um, so like I'm not overreacting to stuff as much as I used to. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going in the right direction. Um, so, so reading some books for me yeah. was great. Um, the other things I've, the more I've thought about, it, I'm like all the stuff that makes me feel better mentally it's stuff we did when we were kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to take my dog for a walk and stare at buildings yeah. and not like literally I'll, I'll listen to this podcast when I'm walking her. Um, or sometimes I'll listen to like a sports podcast that I like, or just yeah. some radio, but like just walking around and looking at stuff yep. like cool buildings and just like our dog's getting a little bit older. So like, it's not, I'm not taking her for a run. It's like a leisurely walk. So when yeah. she stops to sniff something, I'm just going to stand there and stare at buildings for, you know, for a minute or two or however long she takes. Yeah. So that um, started painting, though, so get a lot of paint supplies. And like, if you keep it no stress, where it's yeah. just like, I'm not trying to paint a beautiful self-portrait. I'm like, yeah. I'm just throwing some colors on a canvas and seeing what comes out. And if it yeah. looks cool, it looks cool. If it doesn't, uh, you know, I was out a couple dollars of a canvas and, you know. Yeah. So that's been, been good. Um, one thing for me, music's big. I know you, you talked to your big music fan. And um, yeah. so for me, like, just like, I find like with music, um, there's so many songs that can like instantly like jump me out of a you know, bad mood, right? So yeah. like, if, if I'm in a terrible mood, pick a song that I really like. What you got you? What you? What your song? <sighs> Depends on what mood I'm trying to get out okay. of. Um, Give us a couple. It's okay. Arcade Fire, Wake Up. It will okay. pretty much jolt me out of uh, just about anything. Yeah. Um, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, like so many songs that they have, will will just can cover every emotion. Uh, went and saw him in concert a couple years ago, and my little brother went. And he'd actually um, never seen him in concert, and I was like, "You're gonna love it. He's gonna he's gonna hit your emotions." Yeah, he cried four times or three times during the concert, <laughs> and I was crying at the same songs, you know. But like the kind of happy cries. I did I did that I did that at you too yeah. <laughs> last year yeah, when I just, saw him. Just tears. I don't know why. Yeah, um, <laughs> my wife's a, looking at me going, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "No, no, no." They're, they're good tears. Don't worry about it. Like I'm just so happy to be here. I've seen him three times. I've never cried at him before. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway. Um, there's a band called Dawes, D A W E S. Yep. Um, they've got some really good songs. Um, 
uh, someone we played at our wedding. Um, we're actually staying in a neighborhood right now called Dawes Point. So whenever I saw yep. saw this neighborhood on Airbnb, I was like, oh, that's a sign. Like that's we're good, we're we're, we're staying in Dawes Point because yep. Laura's got a doll shirt she's been wearing all around Australia, and I've been taking pictures of her. And it trust <laughs> we can send it to the band. But um, yeah, so there's just a few different bands that that really hit me. Um, one thing, and I was excited to tell you about this. So you were talking about your community radio. Yeah. Louisville is we're incredibly lucky. Um, I'm going to throw a pitch for them. There's a radio station called WFPK. Um, you can find them worldwide, wfpk.org. It's, uh, it's like member-oriented. Yep. So like you, it's free. It's over-the-air FM radio. Um, but you can, you can donate and be a su- sustaining member where you yeah. send them 5, 10, whatever, yeah. how many about you want, you want a month. Um, but just really dig all the music they play. It's low stress because they don't run ads. Yep. So like every thirty minutes they might be, hey, this thirty minutes is brought to you by our, and they're not commercials. They'll just be like, this neighborhood. Like Joe's place. building supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they mention that. So like, I'll put that station on and just like DJ my life. Yep. So like I'll pop that on on a Saturday morning and just listen. I can listen to it all day Saturday. So then I'm not playing the DJ myself. Where like if a bad song comes on, it's not my fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that song. They played it, um, but you, you just don't have to think about anything. Yep. And uh, luckily, Laura has realized she's she's a big music fan herself, but like has has let me be the music nerd that I am. And so we have yeah. stereos, good stereos, in like every room of the house. Yep. Uh, we have a third bedroom that we don't need as a bedroom, so we just kind of have like a music room with a bunch of records in there. Yeah. And so like sometimes I'll just go in there and like lay on the floor, turn WFPK on, just let it roll. Whatever comes on for the next two hours is on. Yep. I'll learn some new music, which. Anytime you learn something new, it helps me be mindful, right? Because yeah. it's just a, it's a new appreciative thing. But I'll sit there and like you know color in on a book or paint or um, flip through a magazine, but not really read it. Like I'm really just listen, like zoned in, listen to music. Yeah. Um, that that's probably like my easy like. Can you be on WFPK? Like, could you go and have a show there? Um, I mean, they're they're professionals, so like they they do have some various shows. Um, that are like you know some guys that just do like an hour a week but they have yeah. like their professional djs yeah. this guy covers six to nine this guy yeah. covers nine to noon this lady noon to three i mean i can name you pretty much everyone the djs <laughs> and uh you'll you'll like this they actually did a uh a mental health day um a couple months ago and they really advertised it and they had everyone call in and say like this song helps me whenever i'm having you know yeah. feeling the blues or whatever and so the whole day was about mental well-being yeah. which is just super super cool we had a radio station uh, one of the major commercial stations here triple m mm. and uh either last year they did a no talking day and so um they had no ads they had minimal announcements um the only real announcement or ad that they had was a constant one that they were running talking about why they were doing the day yeah and it was just music and they, their, their tagline was we're, we're not talking so you can yeah. And it was like, that was really interesting. Yeah, it's really cool of them. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so easy in this world to just have ads thrown at you everywhere. You know, oh, like yeah. you just can't, you can't escape them. Like, I, I'm on my phone more than I care to be. It's been great being on vacation and not being on it. But like, that thing's a little ad box, man. Like, you oh. can't open anything with it. I, I love Instagram because I get to see cool pictures of my friends from all over the world. But yep. I scrolled it the other day and I was like, oh, I got four ads in like a minute's time. Like, you, yep. you can't. There's just so many ads that you can't escape them. So when you get a, a radio station uh, or take your dog for a walk or sit and paint, yep. it's just you're kind of and, and ads you don't want either. Craig, Craig and I share a love for um, uh, American barbecue food, and uh, as you should. Oh, yeah, it's chicken, chicken wings. Ch- oh, I had chicken wings the other night for my cheat meal. Um, <laughs> the Wattle Grove not as good as the other one. So uh, we, um, I got some friends that live in Ohio. So a fellow I played rugby with and his wife is American. And uh, they were talking about being at some barbecue restaurant. And I was like, oh, I wonder what the menu's like. I'm just going to have a look at the menu. So I Googled the menu. And then, well, months after, well, this was actually quite a while back. But a month afterwards, for months afterwards, I just kept getting ads for this barbecue place. Yeah. I'm like, I don't live in Ohio. <laughs> Likely that I'm never going to go to Ohio. Right. Um, stop giving me ads for it. I'm not going to, cl- I'm not going yeah, here. It just feels like a bit much. And, oh. and, and I find it's hard to, to de-stress on those moments when, when, you know, like when I need to de-stress, it's get out in nature, yep. go for a run, listen to music is great. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an art form, right? Like there's so much to it. And it, yeah. even someone just putting on an album and listen to it from start to finish yeah. the way the artist intended. Yep. Right. You're like so many people, this is, I, I did want to talk to you about mindfulness because I had a friend, um, I was talking about trying to be more mindful. Yeah. And she said, well, how does that work? Oh, wow. Like, and, and I realized, like, yeah. you can say you want to be mindful, but so many people are like, how do you do it, right? Yeah. So just to share, like, one of the things I like to, like, put on an album, 
just do nothing else and listen to it from start to finish. Yep. You know how many people worked on that piece of art? Yep. Like guitar techs and sound engineers and producers and random Co- musicians, backup singers. Designed the cover, people that printed the, ga- the cover. The guy, yeah, the guy that wrote it, the gal that wrote part of it. You know, yep. the ten, there's 10 artists on this one song. Yeah. And then, like, we're so, you know, click, click, click. I'm like, I'm just going to listen to one song and then move on to something else. Yeah. Man, they thought really hard about the order of those songs on that album, yep. right? Like they spent a lot of time. What they wanted on there, like months, years composing that. If I can't sit down and give forty-five minutes to one of my favorite artists to just close my eyes and listen to their music from start to finish, shame on me. You know, yep. like I need to take that time and yeah. appreciate that. And so things like that, you know. And then when I do that, when I when I'm more mindful, oh, it makes me more grateful, right? Yep. I, I appreciate so much more. Like, yep. um. I'll make a basic turkey sandwich for lunch. You know, I'm talking wheat bread, turkey, cheese, mayonnaise, yeah. mustard. Yeah. Closing my eyes while I'm eating it and thinking about how good that bread tastes <laughs> and how that, even if it's cheap cheese and like just little things like that. Like then, then when I start being mindful of that and appreciate it, yeah. then the gratitude comes in and then I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad that I can afford to get the good bread. Cause you know, yeah. there was a time in my life where I bought the cheapest bread of the store and yeah. like, oh, I'm glad I can afford cheese. Cause there was a time where I, I couldn't get cheese, you know? So like, yeah. Uh, or taking a shower and just closing your eyes and feeling the water and the steam and smelling yeah. the soap, like all those things, you know, I'm like, I'm lucky that I have a warm shower that I can just yeah. hop in anytime I feel like. And so, and the thing that the, the gratitude practice also does. And so this wellness challenge that we're running on, how you going, mate? Um, and I think by the time this airs, actually, it may mm-hmm. be towards the end of that may have even ended, but um, the gratitude challenge that we're running that it, part of it is, three gratitudes and it's not like I'm glad I've got a house I'm glad I've got a car I'm glad I've got a job right the original intent comes from a thing called the Resilience Project here in, in Australia and, and the guy talks about three things that went well that day hmm. or three good things that happened that day because it then forces you to start looking for it and it actually does it starts to reprogram as you said it starts to reprogram your brain yeah. um, and, and that's it literally like you know, one of mine today will be literally doing this with you guys yeah, because thanks. that's part of what it is. Um, it'll be the, the great breakfast. I try and make mine not about food all the time because, <laughs> you know, food's my thing. Um, but, you know, it is, but it's literally making you now walk around and actually stop and go, that's, that's one of my grateful, that's one of my gratitudes today. That's one of the things I should be grateful about today. Yeah. That a stranger said, hey man, I'd really like that shirt. Or, and or, I do love the shirt you're wearing, but well, it's fantastic. This is my special fat guy party shirt. That's yeah, a beautiful Hawaiian shirt. Well, you know, it's not the best. My, my favorite Hawaiian shirt is Hawaiian shirt that has little Hawaiian shirts all over it. Uh, I, I need to see that sometime. Well, I'm, when the more this, the more the wellness challenge goes on, the more weight I lose. It'll get. I'll fit back into it. We'll wear it for it's you. A, it's it's a gold shirt then. Yeah. Uh, look, I want to come to Louisville, Kentucky one day. That's the plan. You're welcome. We'll, we'll, we'll get you plenty of good barbecue. <coughs> Took Craig and Eliza to Mama's Mustards and Pickles, and oh. it's oh, the chicken wings. Are we gonna, so good, uh, yeah. <laughs> Could you add some bacon to that for me, please? <laughs> um, but yeah, that great that that gratitude stuff, and and it is it's really interesting that the statistic on mindfulness is that they say that um, on average people spend fifty percent of their day either thinking about the past or the future, mm. and so you're spending half of your time actually thinking about something that has happened that you can't change, yeah, or is going to happen that you've got no control over, you know, and it's like. You're talking about exercise before, mm. um, you know, it, it is a, a, a muscle that you have to train. Yeah. You have to stop, you have to take a minute, you have to, you know, be mindful for a minute, then be mindful for two minutes, then be mindful for three minutes, listen to the whole song, then listen to two songs, and then four songs, and then yeah. eight songs, and the whole album, you know. And, and like, you know, like I said, I, I threw that turkey sandwich out there because like, hey, it's it's easy to be mindful when you're eating an amazing steak yeah. or, you know, open up a beautiful glass of red wine and just sip it and be like, taste all these beautiful floral yeah. notes and blah, blah, blah. Turkey sandwich on wheat, man. Sometimes if you're just mindful and appreciative of how good that is yeah. and just amazing that the world that we live in. And, and genuinely I've had moments where I've got the end of a really good sandwich, not been watching TV and went, Oh, that was the last bite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I didn't I, want that to end. Yeah, and and sometimes it's easy to just it's it's easy to be on yeah. autopilot and go through yeah. things and not be mindful because yeah. if you're when you're in your routine, right? Like uh, I mentioned the turkey sandwich because that's that's an yeah. easy thing to eat it's for lunch simple. every single day, yeah. right? Um, it's one of the great things I feel like you know about traveling, and I told Laura this before we left on the trip. I said I'm so excited about this trip beyond getting to come to Australia and see my friends and family and 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 do the, all these amazing yeah. things. Is that almost everything I'm going to do is new. 
while I'm here. Yeah. From from walking to the store in the morning to get coffee to mm. driving on the wrong side of the road yeah. or the correct side of the road or you know, but every <laughs> I can't be on autopilot when you're yeah. on vacation when you're traveling, yeah. right? So like I'm mindful about everything. Yeah. And it just it just brings a great sense of gratitude and, and peace to 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 my mind um, by experiencing new things. So you know, when you talk about going on a walk. Hey, like for you, you like going on your lap, yep. and you know where you're going, and that's good because yep. you probably that's a de stressor for you. Yeah. Sometimes I like going for a walk and going, God knows where, like wherever yep. the dog takes me, because like I'm like, hey, I'm just going to let Wyatt lead on this walk because she's yep. a good dog, and and then I get to be mindful of totally new things. I'm like. I never noticed that building was blue. And look at that ornate statue in the window or whatever. Do you know what I had um, done for walks? And every time I did it, I had music playing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the very, fir- the very first walk I went on, the very first song, and it set the tone, was the very first song that came on the random playlist was Straight Outta Compton by NWA. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah. But I did four walks, and then I decided I came on the idea of doing the the video the friday video so I, I did the video and i went i'm gonna put a um i'm gonna do this video and and record it and so i recorded the video and when i and so i'll often record it and then just watch it back and listen to it back make sure it sounds okay yeah and i noticed and i hadn't in four days but on the fifth day i noticed that there were birds chirping all around me <laughs> right and i didn't hear them at all yeah and then i sort of took the the next walk i went on i took the earplugs out and walked around and just listened the whole time, birds chirping all the way through my neighbourhood, like yeah. everywhere, and I just was I had no idea they were there. And um, and and the other thing recently that my wife and I do because you know with the bushfires and everything that's happening here, um, we she loves koalas, so I've started to look in the trees just to see if there's any koalas up yeah. there, just in case there's one in my neighbourhood because I've heard there is one somewhere in our neighbourhood, just in case I can find him yeah. and spot him and actually go home and say, hey, come and see the koala. And make, but yeah, but the listening to the birds chirping was just mind like, where did they come from? Yeah, it's it's so easy to just you know, I, 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 we were on a ferry yesterday um, to Hamilton Island through the Whit Sunday Islands, oh, right? And we're just riding it to get to a plane. Is that a contrast between Drury Old City today <laughs> and Hamilton Island yesterday? It's Go a on. little bit different, but yeah. yeah. So, so we're on this ferry, you know, just an hour long to get to basically to get to, to a plane to fly home. Yeah, beautiful scenery yeah, you know it's gorgeous up there and it, we were sitting outside so it's loud we didn't barely speak a word the entire time but i look over and there's this family like four kids four adults yeah. every single one of them glued to their phone with headphones yeah. on looking at it and i'm like maybe they take that ferry every week and it's just you know it's nothing for them and I, i'm not gonna yeah. give them a hard time with that but i'm like man you guys are missing out on so much by yeah. just being so absorbed in that like look what's going on around you and and uh you know i maybe just gonna sound like an old guy here but i do worry about like i'll, I'll watch uh young kids I know flip through Instagram and YouTube and they're scrolling so fast. And I'm like, you, you're not appreciating anything you're looking yeah, at, yeah. you know, like you're just doing it to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, like when I get on Instagram, I'm, I'm guilty of doing the same thing. Like eh, scroll, 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 scroll. And I'm like, man, this is a friend of mine that's on safari in South Africa. I should probably slow down and look at the background of where yeah. they are and all the amazing things that they're out there in the world. And even walking through your own neighborhood and just hearing the birds and, and stuff like that is so much, um, just take it for granted, I think. Absolutely. Before we let you go, mm-hmm. what's your, uh, if I was to say to you, what's your go-to, what's your one thing? When you're feeling crappy and you just need something to make you feel better, you, one thing, what's your, what's your go-to to, make you, to help you look after your mental health? The best thing for me, and I've had a couple injuries that I'm nursing and I'm trying to get back to it, but um, working out. Yep. Uh, for me, there's a kickboxing gym in Louisville called Nine, Nine Round. Yep. Um, and uh, one, it, like when you're a regular there, and the people go at the same time. You yep. get like your own little family, right? Yep. Like you're just yep. like, oh, I've got this family, and I'm catching up with people every day the, about the same time. I'm Connection. Like, hey, how was your day? Yours too. But, yep. but it's a kickboxing gym. Yeah. So I get to punch and kick things, and it's encouraged, strongly encouraged. Fantastic, release. right? <laughs> and, and and it's a 30 minute thing, you know. So it's not like a big commitment. And um, yeah, I, I still go, I go to another gym and I lift weights here and there when I can. Uh, but when I do that, like I have to think like, well, which weight am I going to lift next? Is that guy going to move off this machine? Is this lady going here next? Do I wipe off my sweat? Do I put these back? When I go to nine round, they tell you what to do on each station, right? Yep. So you just go there and, and like, I don't have to think about anything because someone's going to tell me, like, do this for three minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. Yep. And then the bell's going to ring and then I go to the next one and they tell me what to do. Um, but like instant mood improvement. Um, yep. I get a sweat. So you sweat everything out. You get some aggression out. And uh, Laura will tell you that like, 
I need to get back into it. Like I'm nursing some injuries, um, so I'm working on that. But uh, a couple years ago, when I was going like pretty much every day, I had like a little procedure on my foot, and I couldn't go for like ten days. She's like, "You're just the worst. Like you need to go back to the gym. You're you're like you're sitting on the couch. You're grumpy. You know, like it just affected everything." Um, so that would be my number one go to. But uh, you know, again, like having the other things, the, the music and, and the painting and walking because. Hey, you can get injured, and and then maybe you can't work out, and you lose the one thing that was your go to. So yep. that would be my number one go to. Having some other stuff is great, but yeah, uh, getting to go to a gym and punch and kick things and kicking you know, k- kicking the shit out of something is a very nice way of yeah yeah <laughs> very it, nice form of therapy. It, it, it doesn't matter what you're upset about. Uh, you can you can get that aggression out there, and, and then you you feel good as soon as you leave. So uh, that'd be my number one. My friend, thank you so much for sitting and talking to me. I'm, again, genuinely excited about this. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, like, uh, the, the reason you started this, totally understand it with your friend that passed away. He would be damn proud of you for what you've done, connecting people all over. Like, truly awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate thank it. Thank you.